My name is Heinrich Hansen, and this is the Wine World. Today we're visited by uh, Nelson Hernandez. He's a master distiller at uh, Diplomaticum, and Mikael Eskander, uh, the brand manager for Europe. Welcome. Hi. Hello. Hi. Thank you for for having us here. Hi. Hello. We normally uh, interview people about wine, so it might be functional to start with uh, what is rum. Okay, uh, the rum, the rum is is a spirit. It's uh, from the produced from the sugar cane. Uh, it's the fermented and distilled from sugar cane. But in the sugar cane is create three different raw material. The sugar cane juice, the honey from sugar cane, and molasses from sugar cane, and The rum is produced in more than 40 uh, countries in the world, but in each country there are a different legislation. In some countries, they produce a rum with a uh, 100% with the sugarcane juice, and in other countries is only or molasses or honey or boats. And uh, it's, it's similar when producing brandy or cognac is from the grape or whiskey from barley. Uh, wrong is a hundred percent from sugar cane. There is different ways of producing um, uh, rum when it comes to equipment. Uh, how does, uh, for instance, uh, batch cattle or a pot still or a column still affect the uh, product? Yes, the, depending of the distillation equipment, you can obtain different aromatic profile in the final distillate with different contain of the congeners. The congeners are uh, some components created in the fermentation process from the sugarcane juice or molasses or honey. And then in each distillation equipment, you make a separation and define what is the quantity of the these congeners do you need in your final distillate. For example, in the steel column, Normally, the distillate produced in that column is light, a small quantity of the congeners. In the batch kettle, it's a discontinuous process, but allow it distillate a semi-complex distillate. It's a small quantity of the congeners in comparison with the steel column standard. And the pot steel is the distillation discontinuous process that allow it produce a distillate with high contain, contains of the congeners, specific for heavy rums. What distinguishes um, Venezuelan rum from other countries' uh, rum? Yes, in Venezuela, uh, we have a, a, a very specific uh, environment condition for the location of the Venezuela. For example, we have a lot of influence of the Caribbean Sea. We have a lot of coast with the Caribbean Sea. Uh, for example, uh, the Andes Mountain start in Venezuela and finish in Patagonia, Argentina. That condition allows the, the environment is the high humidity. Uh, Venezuela is very close located to the Ecuador line. For this reason, in Venezuela, we have only two seasons. is the summer season and the rainy season. But the temperature all the year is high in the day. In the day, is around the 32 Celsius degree, and in the night reduced around the 24 Celsius degree. That difference, whole the year, allow it, our aging process is very, very accelerated, and 
in Venezuela, around the 40% of the whole territory is into the Amazonian. All the uh, four aspects create in Venezuela a microclimate very, very particular for uh, rum production and for the sugar cane harvest. If I can ask, uh, add something to what Nelson said, uh, one of the problems that we have in the rum category, in the rum industry, is that there are many, many countries producing rum, many uh, small islands and many territories. So um, the thing is that in each country, there's a different legislation. So you can have very, very different ones. And you can even find, and in some countries, you don't even have a legislation at all. So it's you can come across a yellowish uh, liquid, which is called rum. And it's okay, it's, it's rum in its, uh, in its country, but it's in fact very, very different from what uh, we do from diplomatic rum. So what Venezuela has done uh, in order to solve this a little bit is um, we have a DOC, uh, Origin Denomination Control. So uh, basically, if you want to call yourself a Venezuelan rum, you need to fulfill certain requirements. Basically, that the rum has to be made either with sugarcane honeys or sugarcane molasses. We cannot use uh, sugarcane juice to make the rum. If you make the rum using sugarcane juice, you cannot call yourself a Venezuelan rum. And uh, even more, of the uh, sugarcane that you use, it needs to be from Venezuela. You cannot buy in other country and then bring it to Venezuela and produce the, the molasses and, and, and honeys. It has to be uh, well grown and harvested in, in Venezuela, 100%. That's one of the requirements. And uh, also, um, well, final product needs to be between 40 and 50 ABB. Percent, uh, yeah, that, that's the ABB it needs to be. If you go above or uh, below that, you cannot call yourself a Venezuelan rum. And one more thing, probably one of the most important ones, is the aging. You need to age the rum for at least two years in oak cask. So there are more requirements, but these are like the, the main ones you need to fulfill in order to, to be a Venezuelan rum and to be part of this DOC, which uh, Diplomatico is very proud to be part of. And to find... Um... The, the right ABB for uh, the alcohol, do you dilute with distilled water or do you let it evaporate through the, the oak? It, no, we, uh, when we distillate, the final distillate in each equipment of the distillation, for example, when we distillate in the, our Barbette special column, the final ABB is 95 ABB. We reduce with water treatment, the, the, the mineralizer water, reduced to 65 ABV in order to put into the barrel. And the batch kettle, the final ABV is 95 ABV2. We reduce to 65 with the same water in order to put into the barrel for the start of the aging process. And the pot still, the final ABV is 80%, and we reduce with water to 55 ABV in order to put into the barrel. And then, after the aging process, the, with the year, six year, eight year, ten year, twelve year, we reduce to water treatment in order to uh, reach the final ABV into the bottle. And you also, like during the aging process, you also lose some ABV. Yes. So it's both things. Like uh, we lose something in the in the aging process, and we also need to reduce it a little bit more in order to bottle. 
Talking about legislation, uh, there is in cognac there is a long-going discussion um, about the use of added sugar and coloring to to sort of uh, change the the way the the product both taste but especially how it looks is that something you discuss in in um, uh, rum as well yes exactly this moment uh, there are a lot of dis discussion about that for example in venezuela according to our legislation is allowed that do use the sugar add in order to the rounded or polish and the color in order to adjustment because when you dumping a load of the rum aged it's very difficult that in each load you maintain exactly the same color because the color is from the wood. You see, they change in the wood with the distillate into the aging process. And the, the, that color is not the same thing in each load. And you need, in order to the, when you put the, the, the final product in, into the shelf, the idea is that you look the same color and no different color because the consumer if see a different uh, color say what's happening what's happening there and normally you put a little adjustment but this caramel used for that purpose don't have any influence in the flavor and the taste in the final uh, product and the sugar add in our case we use a similar method to the champagne. The champagne uses a, a liquor wine. We prepare a liquor rum. How we prepare our liquor rum? We prepare a syrup of the sh with sugar, sugar from the sugar cane, and combined with the heavy rum from the pot steel, a year combined. Then this uh, combined the uh, sugar, the syrup, uh, the sugar and the heavy rum for three days for marriage, and then we put into the barrel for six months, and then dumping that liquid rum, and they and we, we use a quantity need in order to polish or round it when we prepare a blend. Because when you prepare a blend, is some moment, some aromas or a list in taste, you need to round it or, or polish. But this is a, this is normal in Venezuela. is 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 allowed in a lot of the other countries too. How do you recognize a good quality rum? Yes, the the rum is a when depend is the what type the rum you evaluate because like Miguel said, a rum is produced in a lot of countries, more than four forty countries in the world with different legislation. In some countries, don't need age the distillate. If you compare and in other countries, three months, other six months, other nine months, other uh, two years, for example, in the case of the, in, in Venezuela case, and if you compare in, in taste and the smell, it's wrong, it's completely different because the aging process, there are a lot of influence in the final uh, evaluation in, in taste and, uh, and flavor. For this reason, it's very important uh, uh, to know what is uh, the type of the wrong that we evaluate, evaluate in, in, that, in that moment.
I know you use different types of barrel when you age your rum. Uh, how does those barrels uh, affect the taste of the rum? Yes, it's very important uh, to say the, the 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 most type of wood used in the spirit world in whiskey or brandy or rum is the American white oak or America the white French oak. And normally, for example, we in Venezuela use mostly uh, American white oak. Uh, it's important to say the the influence of the toast label. When the barrel is made, internal is burned with fire at different temperature because at different temperature, uh, the some component of the wood create aroma, aromas and, and taste that then in the aging process interchange with the with the destillate and create a particular flavor and taste like a vanilla, caramelo, chocolate, cinnamon, toffee, uh, licorice, uh, uh, almond, quantity quantity the the, the the flavor. For this reason it's very important the influence of the type of the barrel, not only the wood, is the toasted too. And then, then the time into the into the warehouse and the environment conditional, for example, the different the temperature in the day and the night, the humidity relative in the environment. There are a, a, a some uh, aspect that there are a, a lot of influence in the evolution into the barrel for the final taste and smell the the rum. Yeah, so um, basically each kind of barrel brings many different uh, aromas and different taste profile to the rum. So the one of the advantages that we have is that we use many different uh, kinds of barrels. So for example, for, for our distillery, what we use as a, let's say, as a core aging uh, cask, it's new oak casks, new oak from uh, American oak casks, ex-bourbon cask, ex-single malt uh, casks. And then for some of our pre more premium um, right. rums, we we also use some sherry cask. Basically, we use ex Oloroso sherry cask and ex PX Pedro Ximenez casks from uh, Jerez in Spain. A every barrel it gives a completely different profile to to the rum. So as we are in the end like blenders, rum blenders, the more the barrels do you have. Uh, the more, the, I mean, the, the more the different barrels you have, the the more the the possibilities you have to create your final product. What makes Diplomatico stand out as a rum producer? Diplomatico, we say, is different. Different because we use a different raw material. We use some molasses and honey from sugarcane and fermented in different times and obtain a different quantity of the congeners in in the fermentation process. We have a three distillation equipment different, unique in the wrong industry in the world. The batch kettle that we use in, in our distillery is unique. That equipment was installed until 1959 in Canada, producing Canadian whiskey, and then it's sent to the Venezuela, and we adapted in order to produce semi-complex distillate for semi-complex rum. It's a unique, it's a unique uh, aromatic profile in, in that distillate, and then... When you put into the barrel, the evolution is, is, is incredible. And we have a special steel column, the continuous process, but 
is not the standard column, was a column designed in France uh, specifically for our distillery in 1959 for Sigran. In that time, Sigran, when our distillery was founded in 1959, Sigran was an investment. And the investment de, de Sigran in that time, we said that a specific technology and knowledge about the how we produce spirits. And that specific column was designed for Sigrans. And that design allowed obtain a final light distillate but aromatic. And that particular design is unique in the wrong industry. There are another distillate don't have a similar uh, column. And the final equipment is a pot steel. That pot steel was installed in, in Scotland until 1959 and in adapted to retort and sent to the Venezuela in order to produce complex distillate for complex rum, but with a particular geometric the connection between the swim neck of the pot with the retort. In the Caribbean, there are uh, some similar equipment, but the connection between the swan neck with the retort is from the top of the retort. In our particular case, the connection between the swan neck with the retort is for the lateral below. That particular geometric allowed our distillate is very uh, aromatic. And in the discontinuous process, uh, that the geometric of the, the, the design of the pot seal is very, very influenced in the final distillate. For this preparation, we have a three different distillate that we aging in different times influence for the particular environment condition in Venezuela, the high humidity, high temperature of the year, different in the day and the night. That final, there are a lot of influence in the final. And then we blend each type wrong in different proportion and create, for example, in our traditional range, Diplomatico Plana, Diplomatico Mantuano, Diplomatico Reserva Exclusiva. This is the Diplomatico is a combined of the different style, style uh, French, style British, style American. Uh, Diplomatico is, is, is a blend, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's different, uh, it's unique because we have uh, some conditioner uh, unique to the quality of the sugarcane, does that do anything to the rum as well? It's very important uh, comment about the when you produce a distillate, it's different than when you produce a wine. In the wine, the the sepa of the grape, there are a lot of influence in the final product because in the wine industry, the process finish is into the fermentation. And the characteristics that the specific grape there are a lot of influence in you, smell and taste. In the spirit world, you distill and then aging and aging in different years. And the influence of the specific plantation, the influence is, is minimum when you more time aging. For example, in the brandy or cognac, no reference to the specific grape because that influence is reduced when you distillate and then aging for many years. 
Mikael, you're working as a brand manager for uh, Diplomatico. I know that rum has uh, been a very uh, important ingredient in cocktail making since the first cocktail, since Sazerac was made in the uh, 1800s. What would you say is the trends of rum in cocktails today? Well, let, let me tell you the, the, the story of what happened, cocktail making and, and our rum. Because we, in the beginning, when we uh, created Diplomatico, we were not really thinking about about it as a product for, for cocktails. So it was more designed like to be enjoyed neat on the rocks. But the thing is that with, with the years, we realized that people was using the rum even more and more in, in, in cocktails. But the profile of the first uh, Reserva Exclusiva was not created for making cocktails. So that's actually one of the things we have considered a lot in order to create our newest rums, which are Mantuano, for example, which is uh, exactly is the maximum expression of this idea. We made a rum for mixing. So Mantuano, if you compare it with Reserva Exclusiva, which is our most iconic product, uh, it's a little bit more uh, punchy, more a little bit stronger in flavor and character. And that gives us the opportunity to, when you mix it, the rum stays the flavor of the rum it's easier to keep it in in, in the cocktail so yeah because of this trend of, uh, of cocktail in the world that's why we have actually designed mantuano and also planas which uh well people when you when, when they see it it's like white rum but it's there's a trick in this like planas is an aged rum it's aged for six years but then we we filter the rum and we take out the the color so we because we we want we want it to look like crystal uh, crystal clear you know but it's still keeping the the flavor notes and fla- and, and aromas of a, of an aged rum because any cocktail you make let's say a mojito for example it tastes better when you make it with an aged rum but it does not look better when you make it with an aged rum so with planas you have the flavors of an aged rum but the color of a white rum so it allows uh, it allows us to make very like shiny drinks and beautiful drinks, but still with the aromas and flavors of 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 aged rum. I see that cocktail scene on the cocktail trend going to probably to softer, more fruity drinks, more not that heavy drinks and more classic drinks are not that popular among young people. So they kind of go a little bit more for fresher. Low alcohol, uh, low ABV drinks are becoming more and more popular. So I think that people is starting to change a little bit. They they don't like to to drink very strong and intense drinks. They much rather have like a softer drink and lower ABV drink, something they can enjoy and not get drunk. Let's say. So I think it probably goes in in, in that direction. For the market position of of rum as a general, and and also especially for diplomatic rum, do you mainly see other rum producers as the main competition, or are you competing with whiskey or cognac to to be the favorite uh, digestive yeah. after dinner? Well, it, here it's important to separate standard rum from premium rum, because uh, well, a standard rum, you know, like to mix with uh, coke and making a uh, well, a standard mojitos, let's say, and uh, but that's much, that's way different from uh, what we make. We and some other brands uh, we do. So 
actually the, the competition in premium RAM is not that intense, not yet. So it's probably more like you said, fighting against cognac or whiskey and trying to give people the idea that rum can also be enjoyed as, uh, as they enjoy their whiskeys or their cognac after dinner or after meal, more like in a relaxed way and not not just to see rum as a, a party drink where you just make a, well, mixing drinks. And so well, it's a combination. Of course, we, we, we need to uh, compete a little bit with, with some other brands. But I would say we can get more uh, consumers from other categories than from other brands in, in premium rums. The final decision from the final enthusiast or, or consumer is, is your decision. It's like a, what is your style, the wrong they like. The idea is that in our category, in the wrong category, is, is no fight between us. It's work together in order to increase the category. Uh, Nelson actually made a, a good point because, well, I come from the whiskey industry. I just joined the company like six months ago. And uh, one of the things I've noticed in the rum industry is that there are there's like much more competition between uh, brands and between producers and trying to prove that the others are doing something wrong in, in us producing the, their products. And that, for example, in the whiskey uh, in the whiskey industry, it didn't happen. Like the respect between uh, brands and producer was very, it was always there. So I think that's actually something we should all the rum makers uh, try to work in because it will I mean it will help us it will we will all benefit from this so if we cannot give an image to the consumer of like unity and respect between us how can we expect them to respect our products so that's something you know like an internal critic for the uh, for the industry I would like to thank you very much for uh, coming Nelson Hernandez and Mikael Escandel of uh, Diplomatico Rum thank you It was a big pleasure.